What's up, Kim? How you doing? I feel like that intro gets me like pumped up every time I, I see know, it. I know, like watching the numbers, I'm like, ooh, it's pretty. How's your weekend? <laughs> like it's showtime. I am good. I feel like my week has just been absolutely ridiculously crazy and getting ready for leaving for Colorado. So I feel like I've been nonstop since I can't tell you when. Yeah. No, I feel that completely. Yeah. I leave for the airport late, late tonight. And I get into Denver first thing tomorrow morning. So it, it's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm looking forward to finally meeting you. Uh, Nathaniel's in the comments. He's going to be there, which is awesome. freaking awesome. Uh, I'm excited to meet him. So it should be should be a great time. So uh, shout out to Nathaniel. Uh, what's going on, Maria? Uh, hello, Ivy. Uh, Mr. Yates, Hello. So, Kim, we got an interesting show planned. Uh, we were supposed to have a special guest. However, we might have gotten our wires crossed. So at this point, we are not sure if he'll be joining us or if he's coming later. So uh, you guys get to be just as surprised as we are. Uh, however, in the meantime, uh, we're going to discuss if DoorDash is limiting hours and how that can affect drivers if that is actually happening. We're going to talk about them giving away $800 to drivers for new phones the driver tiers rolling out to more markets, quadruple orders, and if DoorDash is going the way of the uh, of Big Brother. So it's going to be quite the show today. It is going to be fascinating that I can tell you. Um, it's I feel like it's a jam-packed show already, but before we even get started into the show, I do want to mention Colorado. I know we're only just a couple days away. Um, if you're thinking about it, you still have time to get in the car, or I don't know whether you can book a flight that quickly, but um, if you're around the Denver area, definitely sign up, join us. It is going to be, a, I think, a pretty awesome weekend. So GigCon is on Friday. Friday, which a whole bunch of content creators are going to be there, including, you know, Pedro is the one who organized it. Um, and then you have Bentley Coop, and then you have Sarah Elizabeth, and you have Ben, and oh my God, you have your favorite um, RSG contributors. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else. I feel like there's so many. There's Holly, there's Steve, the Ride Share Rodeo. God, I feel like I'm missing. There's so many people going to be there. And I'm yeah. just really excited to see everybody in person. And then also, then Saturday is the Para Rodeo Town Hall, which um, both of us are speaking at. And it's going to be a very interesting couple of hours, I think, to say the least. And, you know, hopefully forming a lot of the future of the gig economy with a lot of legislations going on. So I'm really excited about the weekend. Kim, I'm curious, have you started your speech yet? I got a paragraph. That's it. Okay. That's that's about where I'm at. It's going to be like on the flight, still working on it. I, I, I've i just been to the walls crazy with uh, with work stuff. So uh, it's going to be. You know, <laughs> I have four. I have a four hour flight. So I'm like, I think that's what the four hour flight is for. <laughs> so I literally have the intro done. And sorry, Steve, if you're listening to this. And that's about as far as I've gotten. So, um, but I promise I will be prepared and it'll be fantastic and fabulous. Steve is definitely not watching us tonight. He's hanging out with George Clinton. Really? Yeah, like Atomic Dog, that song. Yeah, 
He's he's doing something <laughs> with a concert for him today or something. So, yeah, Steve will not be with us this evening. Um, Kim, let's jump right into the second slide and our first story. Uh, sorry, we're closed. So this is something that Kim and I are actively trying to verify. Supposedly, drivers in Ontario, Canada have been getting this message from DoorDash saying that they can only drive between the hours of 10.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. So if you happen to be in Ontario, Canada, we want to hear from you. Did you get this message? Kim, do you... Do you see any rhyme or reason why DoorDash would be doing this or no I you know when I first saw this and I was looking at it um at first until I read the comment section I'm like oh my god why would they do that that's horrible I'm like well maybe it's like some really small town in the middle of the U.S. that you know DoorDash really isn't popular with i guess mm -hmm. i don't know i was trying to like rationalize it in my head and then i started reading comments and the person who posted it said it's from ontario canada so i'm like okay but still to me it still doesn't make sense it, to me almost if it was during the winter time and daylight savings and it's darker later i almost would understand it but i don't to me, this is very limited for both the customer and the dasher. Yeah. So the only thing that I could find logical with this is if, and it's not even necessarily logical, but is if the, in the, the specific city created some kind of an ordinance saying that, Hey, you can only operate during, you know, certain hours, but I wouldn't imagine Ontario to be one of those places. I mean, that's, no. that's, you know, that's a place that's like hopping, you know? Yeah. And if you really look at the hours, so 1030 AM to 130 PM. Okay. So if you think about it, 1030 is when catering orders just start coming in. 130, I just think that's just too early. Like I know my area goes until two o'clock, sometimes three o'clock, depending on the day. During mm -hmm. the weekend, there's just no rhyme or reason. People order throughout the entire day on the weekend so i just i don't know i don't get it to be honest with you now it's possible that this could have also been some weird sort of glitch i i mean i'm not ruling that out as a possibility but i kim i'm at a loss on this one i i want to hear from people who are actually in one of these affected markets and you know, see if they have any insight. So if you're catching us on the replay and you have more information about this, let us know in the comments. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Um, oh, I guess, I guess uh, he just made a liar out of me. We were just he talking about you Steve. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, furthermore, you guys can also email us uh, Zach at the rideshareguy.com or Kim at the rideshareguy.com. So I, for now, this is uh, one of those great mysteries of gig work that we will continue to watch. Yeah, and if anybody's in the chat right now, who if anybody's seen this, I just we're looking for more information just because it's floating out there, and I think it's just very random and very limited on what they're telling dashers and customers they can do and limit their money making. I don't know, I don't get it. So, I, I mean, that's not really necessarily unheard of though, either. Like, you've got yeah. Uber Eats that limits you to what is it, 12, 12 hours, hours a day? Yeah, yeah. So, and then I believe that in, I want to say in Canada, they do have something similar that's a law for, for the apps, but I, I don't know the specifics on that. I've just heard 
something about it. So, I mean, unless it's like a city ordinance or something, you know, something with like the wildfire smoke, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, trying to like limit the driver's oh, you exposure. Know, I, never, I never thought about the, the wildfires, maybe, uh, maybe they're limiting the hours and their dashers and customers. You never, never, I never even thought about that. Maybe. So I want to move on. Um, so I still have this. And, and you know what? You guys better not make fun of me in the comments because it still works. Damn it. Oh, uh, I'm going to make have, fun of you. I still have this ancient iPhone 6. So DoorDash is offering drivers in select areas $800 to upgrade their phones. And there's only a few, uh, few requirements. The phone has to have five gigs of ram if i remember correctly and uh they, they have certain models of phones that you can get so uh it, kim let's talk about this 800 bucks for a new phone that's a crazy amount of money i did not get this did you get this no so when i saw this pop up i was like "Ooh, you know because i'm thinking like they're they're trying to find people like me who just refuse to upgrade or you know they're too cheap or whatever and, you know, they're like, hey, we want your phone to work better with our app. But no, I, I didn't get this email. And to me, it looks like this is mainly going out to customers in Canada, or excuse me, drivers in uh, Canada. Uh, however, they do seem to have deals with Verizon, uh, T-Mobile, and um, there was one more. So I, that's... That's a perk right there. I'm sorry. 800 bucks. That's a perk. So, but can I be conspiracy theory for a half a second though? What happens if like DoorDash sends you a phone? Cause you have to choose from a phone that's on a specific list that they give you from what I understand. What happens if they put something in your phone and you don't know about it? I mean, okay, that's fair. So I would assume that the phone is being shipped from the manufacturer though, right? Or, or I, the, the carrier. Because, I mean, it's like, you know, terms and conditions apply. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's possible that one of those terms and conditions could be, we're going to put spyware on your phone. But dun, I, dun, dun. I I just don't see that happening, though, Kim. I I, I think if know. it comes directly... I'll be honest. Like, I, <laughs> I personally, I mean, yeah, $800 towards a new phone is pretty freaking awesome. I don't know of anybody who wouldn't, like, jump over moon to get a new phone. I know I would, I know you would. Um, granted my phone is a lot newer than your phone. That was a small dig, by the way. Um, <laughs> so th that's, this is a fair question. Uh, the real JC says who gets the old phone? Yeah, that's, that's valid, right? I'm assuming what has happened here is DoorDash has worked out, uh, some sort of an agreement with these phone companies, uh, where if you activate a new line of service, then, you know, you'll get some sort of like, like an $800 credit or something. Uh, I was reading a little more about this from other drivers who took them up on it. And a couple of them were reporting that like two or three days after getting the new phone, they hadn't received the $800 credit. So that's something else I want to keep a pretty close eye on. Cause that would really suck to like Roger to fork out that much money and then just, 
you know, be I wouldn't it. do it. If I had to fork out $800 of my own money and then get a credit, there's no way I would. Would you do that? I wouldn't do mm, that. No. So, I mean, like, this is kind of like the, the reason that I will never agree to pay for a shop and pay out of my own pocket, right? Usually it's fine, but sometimes it's not fine. Sometimes you have to chase them down to reimburse you. So I, could you imagine the phone call to support on that one? Like so often when they do something one-off support, just doesn't know anything about it. But can you imagine calling them like, Hey, uh, you guys owe me 800 bucks. Like, could you imagine them looking for the script for that? Well, supposedly like people, when they got this email from what I was reading on all the social medias is everybody was doubting that this was actual real. They actually thought it was a scam and everybody was calling support saying, is this legit? So can you imagine how many phone calls they had a field just by Dasher saying, Hey, is this real? <laughs> that would have sucked to, to have to deal with that for sure. But I mean, like I, admittedly, I could see why drivers would think that this is fake. Like that's, that's a big commitment, right? Yeah. 800 bucks for a new phone. I, I don't know, Kim. Like that's, but I, I don't know. want the models that they're offering. That's like, maybe I'm being a little bougie or whatever, but, uh, I honestly, gonna... I don't, I, a lot of it was Android-ish phones and I don't know much about Android phones. I've always been an iPhone mm -hmm. user, so I don't know what, um, that is, but they did offer an iPhone. It looks like. Oh, did they? Two, I think. It says get an iPhone 14 with 200, 128 gigabytes with 30 gigabyte data. Okay. So. That's, uh, that, okay, that's not bad. Okay, all right. So I, might... I saw two, I saw like two different things floating around. So I don't know whether. So, like, if you already had an Android, they sent you the Android email and you got to choose an Android. Or if you had an iPhone and mm. they sent you the iPhone email. Okay, that's fair. I hadn't considered that. Um, I Yeah, I don't know. Kim, but if, if it is a credit, are you rolling the dice? Or no. are you saying no thank you? Honestly, I, I I personally I don't think I would trust it. That's just me. That's just me. This is one of those things that I'd have to read the terms and conditions like super carefully. That's the thing. Like, are, and we all know DoorDash puts in a lot, a lot of fine print. Yeah. Um. So, I would be very curious on what you're signing for that fine print in order to get this perk. I learned an interesting life hack like a week ago, somebody sent me something, uh, a legal agreement. And I was like, they were like, Hey, can you make sense of this? And I'm like, I could try. So, you know, I, I pop it into chat GPT and I was like, make this plain English. And it did. So really? I would, yes. So you can actually use chat GPT to go through these legal agreements and just explain it to you like word for word. So uh, oh, no, we need no, to do that with the DoorDash terms of I, service when it comes next, out. The next one that comes out, you best believe I'm going to be doing that. I, I did this entire ass video about um, Uber's terms of service like quite a while ago. And that was a nightmare. I did so much freaking Googling just to understand what was being said. And then I had to spit it back out in the form of a video. So uh, wow. what's up, Sergio? Um, it, it appears so. 
<laughs> so anyway, guys, I uh, always, always read the, uh, fine prints. Um, always, always read the fine print. Kim. Yes. We have a sponsor. We do. So tonight's sponsor is by Solo. And I am so excited to share that they are the sponsor of today's Money Hungry episode. Solo, if you guys haven't heard, is an all-in-one mobile app that helps gig workers just like you and me easily manage the business side of gig work through seamless income, expense, and miles tracking and tax projections. Not only that, but Solo's smart schedule features shows you the best time to work your preferred platform by providing guaranteed data-driven income predictions directly to you. Taking the guesswork out of gig work, Solo's confident you'll earn what they are predicting, so much so that they'll even pay you the difference if you don't, which I think is absolutely fantastic. So over 150,000 solopreneurs across the U.S. are using Solo's features to manage their business and maximize their working time, earning 20% more on average when using the smart schedule and guarantee their earnings. That's a lot. Um, Solo's pay guarantee and smart schedule features are now available over 50 U.S. metros, and they are still growing. So get started right now today so you can see these features come to work in your areas. Download Solo today by clicking the link in the description of this live and join the growing community of solopreneurs who are benefiting from Solo's back office and income predict prediction tools. Enjoy Solo's features 14 days risk-free and then choose the subscription tier that works best for you. And you can also um, find out what Solo can do for you and get back in the driver's seat of your work week. And and Solo will be with us um, at GigCon um, coming this coming week. And also Bryce, the CEO, will be joining us next week. So one thing that I want to I want to highlight a comment here uh, from Dave. It says Solo will not work in my area. So even if they don't offer the income prediction, they they still have uh, several really cool features that that you can use. Like for example, the automatic mileage tracking. Like Kim, that is something that <laughs> if I didn't have automatic mileage tracking, I would be costing myself so much money because I, I forget, I legitimately forget probably once a week. Yeah. Just, and the great thing I use solo and the great thing about solo it pay guarantee is not in my market yet. And either is smart scheduling, but I use it for the auto tracking because yeah. what is really cool about them is they actually go by when you're online and working whatever gig apps you're working. And then when you're offline is when they know that the miles not to deduct the miles. So they actually automatically know the miles that you are working versus your own personal miles. And they make it so simple. So, I mean, even if that was the only feature you were getting was the auto tracking, right? And and like the, the everything yeah. else was just a bonus, like that alone to me is worth it. Yeah, so, I it mean, is. Because that will save me so much money in taxes. Yeah, but and another thing I like- They are offering the income guarantee. Yeah, what I what I also like about them too is like, you're, like they can track your expenses too. So, um, 
I'm making this up. You buy a new car vent clip for your phone and you want to put in your expenses. You can do it right on the app. Um, yeah. Another thing I use and, and them for. And it's easy too. It's like seamless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, super, super easy. And it's all in one spot. And even during tax time this past year, and I'm sure they'll do it again this year, they partnered with a company to do your taxes. So they take everything in the app and you can do your taxes right from that the app is as well. So. so freaking cool. Yeah. So I actually filed an extension for myself because I knew I wasn't going to get it done in time and I still haven't done my taxes. So oh I, wish, I wish I would have known about this last year. I would have totally taken taking them up on that yeah but um anyway uh shout out again to solo for uh for sponsoring the show um guys if if you haven't checked them out yet uh, get your free trial the link is in the description yeah if you haven't done it do it today go click on the link it, i'm telling you it's going to be worth it just for the expenses and miles tracking 100 percent. kim have you ever seen a quad order on doordash I have not yet, um, but I'm sure we're going to get right into it. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't either. The most I've ever seen is a triple. Uh, and in the interest of full disclosure, quads on DoorDash are not necessarily a brand new thing. However, we're starting to see more and more drivers who are getting quads. So here is one example. And as you can see, these line up really well. So, and that seemed to be the common theme, Kim, was they they all had to be picking up like in that same immediate like cluster and dropping off very close together. Yeah, I, you know, I think of when I do triples on DoorDash, I actually don't ever mind doing them because every one that I've done is very close in mile wise and it's kind of quick money when you think about it. It's literally, they're only usually two miles, three miles, four miles. They're really nothing um, long miles. If you do get long miles, I, you know, I suggest you kind of think about it before you take it and how much time it's going to take you to do it. But almost every one I've seen has been pretty short miles, which kind of makes it worth your time. Yeah. So I, I, I could see this being, a good thing and a bad thing for drivers, honestly. I mean, it's great because, I mean, this was 21 bucks, right? I mean, that's like a fifth of what I want to make in, in an average day. But I this specific, uh, this specific order, excuse me, was picking up a Taco Bell. Like if this exact order were to pop up in my market, there's no way in hell. I'm not touching Taco Bell uh, on yeah. a squat. I would so, do that either. Yeah, I, I think that this really depends on so many factors. Where is it picking up? Is it going to be ready? Uh, where, you know, where's it dropping off the, the standard questions? Um, but let's talk about the customers, though, Kim. How thrilled are they going to be that not only could they possibly be second, but they could also be third or fourth? So if you are a dasher and you see something like this you guys have to know your restaurants <laughs> very carefully and choose them wisely because this could potentially be a pretty bad order for customers because yeah. if you get stuck just by if it's several different restaurants and you get stuck just by one oh it could be a it literally could be a disaster i know i did a triple a couple of weeks ago and 
a lady was like blowing after the second drop off like the lady was like blowing up my phone where are you like texting nonstop. she was not happy because she was the larger order and she ended oh. up being the last drop off and she was not happy at all not at me but at doordash for the way that they um they did the order she was it was and the last drop off was over like a hundred dollar order so they did the two smaller orders and then oh, an lop order at the end so that's dirty so yeah of course they're doing this for a reason right so we're getting less base pay for every additional order we accept so doordash is still charging these customers the same amount in fees and they're just paying the driver less pocketing the difference so that's why we see doubles, triples, and apparently now sometimes quadruples. But that's, yeah, it's always when they're really well lined up. So, Kim, if you saw this, would you take it? Taco Bell? Heck no, I would not take Taco Bell if it was. I'll be <laughs> honest. If it, because I love my McDonald's. If it was McDonald's, I'd be like, okay, I know I can be in. I know they'll get me my orders quickly and I can be out the door. And this could probably take me under a half hour to make $21. So I think you have to look at a couple, in my opinion, you have to look at a couple of factors. Where is it going? What are the restaurants? And how long do you think the order is going to take you? Even if this order took you 60 minutes which it doesn't look like this one would but even if it did you know are you good with making 21 dollars an hour and that's kind of the way you have to look at it yeah so that's fair i see this as more of a risk to drivers than a possible perk so I, i'll let really so it's worth noting these are not always at the same restaurant to pick up sometimes these are I, i've seen screenshots where it's been three different restaurants for a quad yeah that's why so, you have to be careful when you choose them well i'd be concerned about contract violations if you arrive so, to the restaurants on time you shouldn't be getting contract I, violations i mean in theory you shouldn't right but if one restaurant makes you wait to the second then you know that that could potentially do it so, I've honestly, in the in the years I've been doing this, I've never gotten a contract violation based off of like one restaurant being late to another. Usually, DoorDash has adjusted all of the times involved. So, knock on wood, and I know it's happened, but um, yeah, I've never gotten it yet. So I have uh, zero faith in them whatsoever to not have one of those weird glitches where you don't end up can you can you imagine though if this did go sideways on your first pickup and they had some glitch and you ended up with three contract violations i would call doordash and start screaming literally well, yeah <laughs> but we all know how receptive support is right oh i got mine removed they would remove it yeah but you also probably got lucky no but you did have to escalate it didn't you yeah i had to go through the supervisor yeah okay yeah so i i just see this as DoorDash trying to save a buck and our ratings at risk. That's what I see this as. There's. I can see both sides. I could, you know, the hustler in me sees $21 and go, 
okay, is this going to take me a half hour? Okay, let's get it done in a half hour so we can move on to another order and potentially make, you know, 30 or $40 per hour. That's the hustler in me going, okay, we need to get it done. But the customer service side of me goes, okay, how long are these customers waiting if it's going to be worth me doing it for the restaurants that are in it? So I think you have to choose them very carefully if you decide to do them. Yeah, that's fair so i mean this is definitely a know your market thing can you, can you imagine though being a brand new driver you, you've got you know 50 deliveries and all of a sudden you get hit with one of these yeah like can you imagine how panicked you'd be i'm new i don't know what to do so <laughs> <laughs> i as a new driver i would like i i know i would probably be like what the heck is this i'm not doing this <laughs> yeah so i am Hmm. I don't know, Kim. I mean, unless these are all for like picking up at the same restaurant that's just known to be fast and dropping off like to next door neighbors. I think I think that's a pass for me. I think it's yeah, too risky. Like, like I said, I, I do triples. Not all the time. They come in every once in a blue moon. But like I said, they're all like two miles, three miles, literally within the area and you can get them done and you can like, they can add up really quickly onto your total. So with four and it's to me, that's pushing it, but you know, your money has to outweigh the risk of taking them. I guess ultimately that's really what we need to do is calculate the, the possible risk versus reward. So I, I agree with you to an extent, but again, just the golden rule just be careful, just be careful and, and it'll be okay. But Kim, there's something else that I don't want to talk about, but we need to. And what would that be? Driver tears. Dun, dun, dun. Not like the tears of my enemies, but like, you know, gold driver, silver driver, bad driver, right? These yeah. things. So this is rolling out to more and more markets. Shocker. Who saw that coming? I predicted it. Like I thought it was going to roll out like the next week to more markets. So this actually took longer than what I predicted. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's no shock to me, right? It's, it's a fancy user interface update and they're getting people to accept more orders. So of course, of course it's going to get rolled out to more markets. Why wouldn't it? So presently, uh, this is only available in Nashville, Raleigh, Miami, Eugene, Lancaster, Allentown, uh, Columbus, Georgia, uh, Corpus Christi, Lubbock, and Grand Rapids. So that's a lot more markets than what we had initially. Originally, it was mm -hmm. in like two or three markets. Three. Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. So we need to have a conversation about this because it's just a matter of time before this hits everybody's phone. So, it is. It's it's going to be, I'm I'm going to predict just like the diamond program. It's going to be to all of us by like January. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of somewhat surprised that it's not everywhere yet, simply for the fact that it's summer and that's when they really pushed the, um, the diamond program. There we go. Was at the very start of summer. So, Kim, you and I are not going to see eye to eye on this one, I don't think. <laughs> so, probably uh, not, but it's all good. We're all family. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, really, okay. Why don't Why don't we give our opposing 
arguments on this. Why don't we both kind of give our spiel about this and then we can, you know, duke it out or whatever we're going to do. I don't know whether it's duking out because I, okay. So here's the thing. If this were to roll out to me tomorrow, I would be platinum because I always maintain a high acceptance rate because that's just how my market is. And that's how I've been able to succeed with DoorDash and make the numbers that I personally do on DoorDash. But I never knock anybody who's a cherry picker because I'm a cherry picker everywhere else except for DoorDash. And I used to be a cherry picker on DoorDash. So I get both sides of the street. I'm just doing what works best for me and my market. I always say, do what you need to do to run your own business and to make your money, whether it's cherry picking or whether it's being platinum. Yeah. Okay. So this is nothing more than a ploy to get drivers to accept more orders Yeah. without having to bonus them. That That's why you can't dash now. That's why there is an acceptance rate requirement for dash now if it's not busy because they need people to deliver garbage orders. So this this is nothing more than Top Dasher, the Diamond program, and the LOP rebranded into one tier system. That's all this is. So I don't think that this is going to make a damn bit of difference in, in anybody's market, really, uh, I- with the exception of drivers who are already in the large order program. They're going to be shafted. They're the only ones who are going to get screwed by this. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I personally think that if you're a gold person, you're still going to be like, if you're already maintaining a 30% acceptance rate, you're still going to be the dasher that maintains a 30% acceptance rate. If you're like me and you're, you know, 70 above, you're like, you're most likely always going to be like your mindset, I don't think is going to change just because a DoorDash program gets rolled out, I think you're still going to be the driver or the dasher that you are. It's just that, you know, I think Top Dasher needed to go away anyway, at least in my opinion, because there literally is no perk to Top Dasher anymore, except Dash Now anytime. Like, what's the point of having the program anymore? So, So, you know. Really, honestly, guys, at the end of the day, the biggest factor is proximity to your pickup. There's an interview with Christopher Payne, the president of DoorDash, on this very channel, and you can hear it from him. There, it, it's not about your acceptance rate; it's about your proximity. So, uh, if you know, if they, if DoorDash thinks that that order might take, say, ten minutes to get done, and there's a driver two minutes behind you down the road who has a higher acceptance rate, sure, they might send it to them first. But I mean, I can only speak for myself in my market. I've got, I'm sitting at like 4% or something right now. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's great. Like I keep in mind, I'm a college town, right? And college kids tend to do one of two things. They tend to be of the mindset that tipping is a problem and they're not going to participate or they understand how little we make without tips. And so they tip really well. So it's kind of, it really kind of could go either way in my market. So I couldn't, oh man, if I had a high acceptance rate in my market, I couldn't do it. I'd be, I'd be making next to nothing. I'd, I'd be operating a charity at that point. Now, see, I have a, like, I, and this is not guys, this isn't too brag. It's just kind of 
the way my market is. Like I do, I'm very blessed with a very good market. So I can maintain a high acceptance rate because the higher my acceptance rate, like I don't get a lot of the crap orders that come in. Will I see a $2.75 once a week, maybe twice a week? Yeah, but I don't see them that often, so I can maintain it. And I feel like there's a very big misconception with maintaining a high acceptance rate. It doesn't mean I don't decline. I still decline crap orders because the way I figured it out, and I think I said this last week, is you know I average 100 orders or more per week. If you take that divided by six or seven days a week, I decline. I can decline four to five orders per day. So it's not like you don't decline. You can decline, and that's what works for me in my area. But that's for me in my area. It doesn't work for everybody, and that's okay. Yeah. So if we were to ever do a market swap, I think I'd probably try it your way in your market. <laughs> just just to kind of see the the difference right and i also understand that you know there's people in tiny markets who need the the really high acceptance rate just to be able to drive yeah but uh so like uh tom tom uh the second to last comment from them no 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 sorry third to last uh so it's pretty easy in my market to have a 25% acceptance rate due to good orders so this is kind of similar in my market i wouldn't ever say the orders here are good but they're just good by doordash standards so there's been plenty of times over the last three, four months where I've been miles away from a restaurant and still have gotten a $15 offer when I know damn well that I am not the closest or, you know, have the highest acceptance rate. So it really just boils down to where they are, where you are and who can be there when it's ready. That, I don't know, Kim, that's just my, that's just my perspective. I honestly, I don't think any one of us can predict whatever algorithm they have going on. I think we've all have tried at some point um, to figure it out and figure out patterns. And I honestly, I think it's made for us not to figure it out. Um, so who who, who knows? Um, who, who just who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going through the DoorDash mind? But it's I always find it so fascinating when you and I talk because your Uber Eats is like my DoorDash. Like yeah. right now, I'm at a 5% acceptance rate on Uber Eats. That's how bad Uber Eats is in my area. So it's really fun to talk to, you know, different people in different areas because it yeah. really is market specific. Yeah. So I, I, you know, my Uber Eats uh, acceptance rate, man, I just had a moment there. Uh, is anywhere between 15 and 25% usually. And that's like, in like if I ever had a 25% acceptance rate on DoorDash, like something serious happened. Like that, that would be incredible. But on Uber, it happens to me all the time. Like that's just a quarter of the orders are worth it. Yeah, I even did experiment, not this week, but last week I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start taking more Uber Eats orders to see if it actually helps me get better orders. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, that no, didn't well, happen. Also, well, also Uber doesn't make that claim. So, yeah, no. Yeah, unlike DoorDash, Uber doesn't make that claim. But I'm curious to hear from the chat if you guys are, if you guys don't mind, pop your approximate acceptance rate on DoorDash or Uber, whatever you drive for in the chat. And I'm, I'm curious to see if uh, you guys are more like me or more like Kim in your approach. So, and then if you're catching us on the replay, feel free to leave it in the comments. Uh, Kim. 
I lost my place. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, something that speaking of acceptance rate, one of the things that ninety two percent. My goodness, I was just looking at that. My eyes just Ooh. went like right to the screen. Hold on, we have to pop I that up. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. That's uh, dedication. Uh, I was speaking to somebody. I was speaking to a driver in my market yesterday. You know, we were just waiting on an order and he's an Uber Eats driver. Um, and he showed me his, his, like his screen. He was at mm -hmm. 98% acceptance rate. I'm like, Oof. whoa, that's, that's, that, that's something. I was, I was like, wow. I'm like, mine's five. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, check out Rideshift, dude. Holy crap. 75% on Uber Eats, 99% on DoorDash. Wow. Good for that's, you. I know. That's uh, wow. That's, that's impressive. So, Kim, something that really irritates me, I admittedly, I can be a little nosy when I walk into a restaurant and I see other drivers, right? Like, I want to know which app they're picking up for, you know, where their order is going, how much they're getting paid for it, how long they've been waiting. And Sometimes I catch a glimpse of their phone with like the order screen or I'll see like an add-on offer come up and it bugs me to no end. Kim, it <laughs> bugs the shit out of me when I watch a driver accept a no-tip order. Huge pet peeve of mine. So I want to, I want to talk about pet peeves, but we also want to give you guys an opportunity to jump in, come on screen with us, and talk about your pet peeves as well, if you guys would like to. Kim, do you have a link you can drop in, or is it yep, just one more in? Right now. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Um. So if anybody wants to join us on this one, um, I think it's going to be actually a really fun discussion because yeah. some of it was actually a forget where we came across it, but the comments that came with it, kind of, they, some of them were kind of comical, I have to say. <laughs> mm. So, Kim, what what are some of your pet peeves with other drivers? Like when you see a driver, what is the thing that they do that makes you go, why would you do that? Um, trying to think of my, my biggest pet peeve, um, a gross car, like mm. ever like see somebody like roll up and like their car has like junk in it and it's just gross. And like, I, oh, like, I'm just like, oh, you're delivering these poor people's food. And it's not like they put the food in the trunk. Like, you actually see them put it in their car, and you're like, oh, yeah, that just grosses me out. Mm. During the lockdowns, I watched a driver hop into a car that looked like it was a like a literal dump, like a landfill. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't like clothes and like household goods like they were moving like i'm talking this was straight up trash just garbage mm. everywhere and i would have been pissed if i were that customer and i came out to grab that like i'm not the one I, Kim, to mess with other drivers but i yeah. i think i probably would have reported that 
I think another thing that bothers me too is, and this is probably vain, but appearance. I'm not telling you to go dash in like a three-piece suit, but one time, like I ordered DoorDash and the person who came to my door, no, no, I'm like, whoa, like it, no, no. (laughs) Like there were holes everywhere, holes where there Mm. shouldn't be holes and I, (laughs) <laughs> if that paints a really good picture for you. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, no, like I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying to wear a dress and a suit and stuff like that, but at least care about your parents just a little bit. So I'd like Salt's comment, strippers in the car. <laughs> I, I have, I've seen, uh, I've seen like straight up like, ass cheeks hanging out of shorts before when i've been driving and i'm uh, you know like sometimes sometimes i'm like right you know but other times i'm like oh my god what the fuck right like (laughs) really it's it's got one or two reactions and then reality sets in and i'm like wait a second that person's a driver like they're gonna be delivering to some elderly person at some point today dressed like that yeah Ooh, ooh, changing diapers in the car oh yeah no Mm-mm. oh oh so one of my one of my big ones kim is people who smoke in their car right like i i get it okay i i, I get it as a former smoker i understand but don't do it in the car where you're delivering somebody's food, like making it all nasty smelling and stuff. I wouldn't, mm-mm, I would not be pleased. Guys, if you have uh, some thoughts on this, if you want to share your pet peeves, there's the link. We'd love to uh, love to have you in on this. Do you, do you so, want me to read some of the comments that were on this post? Yeah, because some yeah, of them were actually kind of funny. So some <laughs> some of them was um, parking in front of the entrance, socks and flip-flops. Oh, yeah, that's just a human pet peeve of mine. Never along yeah. a dasher pet peeve of mine. Um, dashers parking in handicapped parking space when they're not handicapped. <laughs> Scratching their ass inside their pants. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, putting their order in front of a screen. Oh, that's like a personal pet peeve because I mm. personally have a screen door that goes out. Oh, oh it drives me crazy. But, but have you ever had a driver block the screen? Yes, I had an Instacart driver do that to me. Uh, I actually thanks, had to go out my I back. <laughs> I had to literally go out my back door, walk around, and then figure out how to get the groceries in once I did everything. It, 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 it's actually one of my personal pet peeves in my own house. <laughs> but you know that happens all the time because you'll see it in delivery instructions from time to time. Don't block the screen. Yeah. Don't block the screen. Like how many drivers are actually doing that? Uh, yeah. I, I you know, I've never... enough to warrant the comments. I, it's another pet peeve when drivers don't mm. follow actually leave at door instructions like don't don't yeah. even like ignore it completely like that's another one of mine yeah so <laughs> delivering food in a thong uh picking their nose yeah that's yeah <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, hanging the food bag on the door handle i've actually done that once and the reason for that was it was like one of those subway bags but it had like the the part where you could carry it and uh the it, i live in washington it rains 
so the porch was just soaking wet and there wasn't a place that I could leave it without, you know, getting, getting the food all nasty. So, uh, I did hang it on the door. Uh, I hate when dashers park in handicapped spots, grow up hundred percent on that one. Yeah. What were some of the other ones on that, Kim? Um, screaming at restaurant employees. Yeah. I yeah. hate it when I see Jashers shove phones in employees' faces. That literally drives me crazy. Yeah. That's... You know, I understand if if there's some kind of a language barrier, right? Or if somebody's like learning English, whatever. And they don't know how to pronounce the name. Like I shit, Kim, I swear to God, I had a name once that had a fucking hieroglyph in it. Okay. Like, (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce that. Like, I don't know if the name had clicks in it, you know, like, Hey, I'm picking up, you know, Jim's order. Like, I kid you not there. There were hieroglyphs in one of these names. Well, whenever I don't know, like when there's a wacky name, when I go in, I go to the the sales associate or the employee and go, I am sorry, I am going to butcher this person's name. So instead of me butchering it, I'm going to show you phones. So like I tell them I'm going to show them the phone and mm. like make fun of it. Um, so that like they, they don't think like I'm one of those drivers that just goes, you're my order. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they don't think I'm, <laughs> what a stupid name. <laughs> anyway (laughs) i I do something similar i just walk up and you know like i i know that i don't know how to pronounce the name i'm just like i'm here to pick up a doordash or uber for oh boy uh you know or you go uh, yeah that's the name yeah for um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i yeah but i mean to just like storm up and you know shove your phone in somebody's face is is definitely definitely rude um i've seen all chinese characters on an order that must have been so what did you you, i'm just curious what did you do did you say here's like would you then say here's my phone i don't know what this means (laughs) could you imagine if you had a double and both of them were like that like how could you not give the order to the wrong person (laughs) did they order chinese food (laughs) that oh man that would have yeah i've had some interesting names i was the, okay, here's another pet peeve of mine, but this isn't like towards other drivers. This is towards customers. When somebody puts their name as like huge D or something like that, you know, like, oh, that's just really stupid. like, How old you know, hi, I'm here for huge D. Like, I don't want to walk in <laughs> saying that shit, man. Come on now. That's usually when I do my phone check. I'm not yeah. going to say what this is. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to pick up food for the person who's clearly a teenager. <laughs> I don't know. So (laughs) there's, there's so many things I've been doing this for years now. There's so many things that that get under my skin. So uh, the order was picking up at Panda express. It's like the spirit (laughs) airlines of Chinese cuisine. (laughs) I don't have a Panda express by me. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay. Yeah. It's kind of hit and miss really, really kind of depends. Kim, do you think that, DoorDash is getting a little big brotherish with this. New I, feature. I do. I absolutely do. Let's show them. Oh, oh, sorry. Hmm. So what we're looking at is the Dasher app monitoring how hard you brake and how fast you accelerate. Hmm. So 
I do uh, not agree with this. I'm like, uh, I do yeah. not agree with this. So just I, to clarify, um, a couple people did comment on um, some stuff back from me on my own channel about this. And they said that it is, you can opt in or opt out of it. So it mm. is optional. I okay. just don't want anybody tracking my, like, like to me, like this is a little too nutty. Like I don't even allow my insurance company to track mm -hmm my breaking or anything Especially like that why then. would i allow doordash to do this yeah yeah no that's yeah that's a little big brotherish um i do want to play devil's advocate for a minute though so to to be clear i do see i i, I agree with kim like i agree but i do want to play devil's advocate for a minute here okay so what if doordash is doing this because they want their uh, drivers safer on the road they don't want yeah, to drive like it. assholes. I don't buy it at all. You honestly think DoorDash wants drivers to be safer? Come on. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, they're the ones who get sued ultimately. Uh, hold on. Nathaniel's going to come in. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's again. going on? Yo, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm uh, just outside of Salt Lake City. Got my uh, road trip snacks and cooler full of uh, goodies here because I'm intent on spending as little money on food, uh, more money I can spend on beer. Uh, <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> so my pet, my, uh, uh, my pet peeve is when, you know, even, you know, I, I think people think just because we're, you know, technically out of the pandemic that, you know, we don't have to, like, we can cough in our hands again, you know? Mm. And so, like, whenever I see somebody cough into their hands or, like, both hands and, like, you know, wipe their, you know, mouth while they're waiting for food. Like, I cringe. And it takes, like, mm. everything in my power not to, like, like, carry, like, pick that person up and carry them into the bathroom and make them, like, wash their hands before they grab their order. <laughs> Come here. Like, I feel so bad for those poor customers who are going to be exposed to, like, every single germ that that person's carrying around. Like, it's, re it's, it's reprehensible. That's fair. Yeah, yeah that's it reminds totally me fair. of the, the scene from. Uh, I'm gonna pull a Chris and uh, and go movie quote. It reminds me of the scene from. Uh, if you ever, if you've ever seen Mallrats, the movie Mallrats, uh, where uh, one of the characters is like, you know, in love with like the guy's daughter, who's played by uh, Michael Rooker, and he like, you know, wipes his hand um, in a, a really unflat unflattering place, and then like puts it on like the chocolate, and he, en he ends up eating it and getting sick. It reminds me of that oh. movie. It's like, oh, it's horrible. Yeah, that's nasty. I don't think people oh. realize sometimes what their actions lead to. And I, you know, I think that was before pandemic. I think it's during pandemic. I think it's now. I just don't think people use their brains a lot of the times when it comes to some stuff. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm I'm curious to get your perspective on this since we've got you here. Um, did you were you able to catch the part about uh, what we were just talking about with the the Dasher app monitoring braking and acceleration? Say that one more time. I'm having a little trouble hearing you. You might be a little louder, Kim. Do you want to ask? No. So did you, we just put up a screen of DoorDash and they're now in testing in some markets, whether you can, you're breaking hard or you're accelerating too fast and how oh. many times you're doing it. No, I have not seen that. Uh, but to be honest, I haven't actually dashed uh, in a couple of weeks. I'm kind of peppering in food delivery. Like 
I'm definitely going to start doing more food delivery. So when I come back, I'll probably do three or four days out of the week of food delivery. And yeah, I'll let you know, it's kind of like the Lyft food cruiser report. Yeah. So do you think that the, the app monitoring the braking and acceleration is uh, more of like a safety feature or do you think it's a little big brother-ish? I think if you ask DoorDash, they would tell you that it's all in the name of safety. But, I mean, we know better than to uh, take them at face value. So, I think it's probably I, – I lean more towards the side of intrusiveness. Um, particularly if they're going to, you know, give you 800 free bucks to shell down on a phone, you best believe they're going to, like, be like an insurance <laughs> company that has, like, one of those apps that monitors your speed and all that so you can save, like, a discount on, you know – five percent on your insurance so i think they want to know as much about us as they can so this is probably a way a way in but you know that's fair who's to say it won't open pandora's box and you know pave the way for you know more things for them to monitor you know whether we're using other apps in the background which app we're using in the background to see if we're multi-apping or you know doing the uh the dirty doubles or the, the terrible, <laughs> the, the terrible triples as uh, <laughs> a side, side hustle addict would say. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I come out of it, but yeah, I'll be sure to let you know. Uh, I'll start dashing and see, I think you said the, the, the tier came to Eugene, but not Portland. Yeah, Zach. Let me double check. I remember Eugene was on there, but I don't remember Portland. And Portland um, was not on there yet. Yeah, but yeah, I'll be sure to let you know if uh, any of that new stuff pops up in uh, in Portland, though, for sure. Okay, and yeah. when when are you uh, getting into Denver? Uh, I'll be in probably right as it's starting. Uh, I'm actually I have family in the western slopes of Colorado, so I'll, I'm oh, okay. heading there to make camp for the night. Uh, so I'm okay. gonna get up first thing uh, Friday morning, and it's gonna take me like four hours to get there. So I'm probably gonna. I'm probably going to be, uh, be uh, driving up right at the start. So okay, I'll, cool. be there, I'll be there all day Friday. I'll be there Saturday and I'll leave Sunday. So yeah, can't, can't wait. Can't wait to all see right, you guys. Yeah. Oh. Can't wait to there. see you too. Yeah, yeah I fly yeah, in on yeah. Friday. I fly, fly in on Friday morning too. So I'm literally yeah, going right I, on in. And I leave for the airport say, like if tonight. I the timetable, I'd, I'd pick you guys up from the airport, but I'm sure, I'm sure you'll, uh, I'm sure you'll find a way. Yeah, we got it all situated, oh, but you. we appreciate you, man. Hey, yeah, I want to thank you for, for coming on with us again, man. We're looking forward to meeting you. Yeah, take care, guys. All right, take care, man. Bye, Nathaniel. So uh, we got uh, Tom Tom asking, and maybe we should go over this quickly one more time here. Yeah. Um, what's going on in Denver, Kim? Um, <laughs> this weekend coming up is GigCon of 2023 in okay. Denver, Colorado. So... Um, we are both going to Denver. Zach flies in tomorrow. I fly in on Friday. Sergio flies in tomorrow, I believe, as well. I don't know whether he's still here. I don't think he is. I think he said he was leaving, but I think he flies in tomorrow. So there's going to be a whole bunch of content creators. GigCon is put together by Pedro DoorDash Santiago, another creator of Ride Share Guy. And then on Saturday, it is another event. It is also um, the Para Rodeo Town Hall, which has Stephanie V. Hill, who is also part of lawmaking in Colorado, and she tried to get a bill passed for gig workers. Um, so we're really trying to get a whole bunch of people together to really talk about the 
uh, future of the gig economy as far as the government's concerned. So it is a jam-packed weekend. So if anybody is in the Colorado area, you know, sign up um, today. Come see all of us. It is going to be a jam-packed, fun-filled weekend. And we're going to get to see people in person, not through a screen. <laughs> That's very true. I'm trying to get the uh, web Sites pull up here, Tim, so we can drop in the have the links handy by chance. I do not. Um, okay. Let's see if I can. Yeah. So, Tom, uh, um, Tom, uh, is this a public okay. event? I think it's uh, yes. So, um, GigCon, I think, is like ten dollars uh, for tickets. Uh, that is on Friday the fourth. And uh, we're, uh, you know, I'll talk about this for a minute, Kim. Will you, will you yeah. get the websites? Um, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to try to pull it up. Okay. And I believe that that starts at 9 a.m. If I'm not mistaken, it's at a hotel in Denver. Is it the Sheridan? I, oh, or is it the we'll, courtyard? We'll, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. We're not staying we'll, we'll find the link. at the hotel. We'll find the link. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Saturday, there is the uh, Para Rodeo Roundtable. So the uh, the para event is on Saturday the 5th, and that starts at noon. So the first two hours of that are invite only. Uh, however, you can get your name on, on, on a list, uh, and that is a free event. The second half of the event is open to everybody. So uh, I will be there. Kim will be there. Whole, whole bunch of people. Whole bunch of people are going to be there. So it's going to be. I'm Googling it right now. Okay. <laughs> this is when we need like it's that, Chris it's or that something. Coming up. I know. I'm like, okay. yeah. can, it, it comes up configure. I'm like, no, that's not what I want. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, we should have we oh, had this ready. Here it oh. is. Okay. I got this one. Kim to the rescue. Hold on. I'm coming. All right. Okay. Here and we then, go. Oh, here. Let's do this one. The... I'll do one at a time. Okay. If you need the one for Para, it, there's a pinned comment on my most recent video on my channel, and it's on there. Okay. I I will look at that next. Hold on. Okay. That one's coming. So. Sorry. Bear with me. Okay. Well, we got the first one. That works. Why is that only showing up on Facebook, though? Here. Just in case. You said your most recent video? You said your most recent video? Yeah, it's video on my yet? most recent yeah. Okay. Come on. Bear with me. It's coming. Yeah, well, come on. So hopefully you guys uh, were able to get that link. For some reason, it didn't post for me. Okay, hold on. It might just be go. a little because I have like a whole bunch of things going on in my computer at the same time. Yeah, no worries. So uh, basically, the the two events are just to bring the community together to, you know, get to know other drivers and uh, kind of network and discuss um, kind of the state of things and, you know, where, where the community is going as a whole. So uh, I am actually not sure if Harry is going to be there. Um, I had talked to him and he wasn't sure. So that should be, if he's going to be there, it's going to be a surprise to us as well. Oh, here it is. Okay. Hold on. Uh, so, 
CBL, that's something that I couldn't really answer. You'd have to apply and see if you get through. Do we get the, the link, Kim? Okay, here it comes. Yep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yep, turn it right now. No, sorry. Right. I'm working oh. as quickly as I possibly can. Okay, cool. It's just taking a little while, so bear with me. All right. So anyway, it... can we just go back to the whole break? It's, oh, an error occurred. Wait a moment, then try again. It looks like it went through to me. Oh, did it go through to you? Yeah, let me just make sure it all works. Um, but going back to the whole Wait. big brother thing. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. Did not go through. Um, no, it's it's good. It went through. So, okay, good. So those are the, the two events. So going back to this whole thing, I honestly, I have no proof behind this. I just think that there's an ulterior motive. I think that they're, they're going to sell the data. I think that they're involved somehow. They're going to get something gaining out of this. I don't know what they're going to gain out of it, but they're gaining something from doing this data. I never thought about that. Hmm. Hmm. That's yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah, I but, opened uh, your mind to something uh, tonight. So, uh, shoot, usually I'm the one that's like rah, 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 about DoorDash, you know, but that's that's valid. That's valid. Why wouldn't they sell the data? You know, as I was doing, um, because I just did a video on this, as I was doing and you know, writing the video on this, like mm -hmm. I I it was like I I felt like I was channeling my inner Zach because like I was getting more the more I was like getting into it, like I was like no, this is so wrong. Like, why are they tracking how I'm driving? Like, they shouldn't be tracking. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, I yeah. literally, I I drive like a grandma. And I've said it before. And hey, I'll admit to it. I drive like a grandma. But my husband always says I have a lead foot at acceleration. <laughs> so I'm like, well, there goes that one. So, so I don't know. I just... You just out for a Sunday drive, but everybody prays you don't hit a red light, huh? <laughs> Something like so, that. <laughs> Kim, we got a couple of funnies here, and then we got to wrap up because I got a bunch of stuff I got to do before I go to the airport. So, uh, this one is actually funny. Do you want to do the video first or the picture first? Uh, let's do the picture first because okay. I, I have a thought about this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, if you were listening to us as opposed to watching us, uh, this was a drop-off photo, and uh, there's you know the the food bag there, nothing out of the ordinary, uh, and then a very sweet-looking goat sitting right next to the food. Kim, I think we should start a competition. I think that we should highlight the most creative drop-off photo at the end of every week's show. That would actually be kind of fun. So with us too, or what we find. Well, just, no, no, just the viewers. I think that you know our viewers, if they get a clever photo, you know, the best one of the week, we'll we'll put it at the end of the show. What do you think? Yeah, email us your Dropbox photos. So. Um, there was another one, and I didn't post it in here. And it it was a Dropbox photo, and it was a shadow of the driver, and he went like this in his shadow to the Dropbox. <laughs> I don't know why I find these so amusing, but I kind of do. But the goat I thought was so funny because he was just like, what up? Yeah, I'm a goat. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's play the video. Let's play the video. Uh, okay. Let me just add it in here.
<laughs> that can't be real. Actually, Christopher Taylor is in here tonight. He actually sent it to me. Um, oh, really? So, you know, props to Christopher for sending this to me. I actually, I thought it was, there's no sound to it because there was music and we obviously can't play music, but um, I thought it was quite amusing. What, did, what, what would you do if you went to an intersection like that? <laughs> do a U-turn? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be like, nope, I'm out. So, <laughs> All right, guys. So we want to thank you all so much for spending an hour of your time with us on this wonderful Wednesday. Again, if you are in Denver, there is no reason not to come and see us. We'd love to meet you. So until next week, thank you for taking time. Bye, everyone.